Welcome, welcome guys, welcome to another episode for the Rugby Noise, uh, I'm your host Mr Stretch. Uh, this week we'll be going over the weekend's rugby, the inevitable Crusaders uh, winnings and the rest of what's been taking place around New Zealand and the world for rugby. So tune in for the next uh, 25, 25 minutes, 35 minutes, um, we're giving you insight and updates on the rugby that's currently happening. Um, yeah, so thanks for joining us, we'll get underway. Uh, first off, we'd have to congratulate, as much as we don't want to, uh, the Crusaders for another um, superb, outstanding performance, uh, even though the Highlanders threw everything, including the kitchen sink at them and win that game, uh, but still once again the Crusaders defiant form uh, and winning the uh, inaugural Aotearoa Super Rugby Championship with a game in hand. Uh, so they were given the presentation of the trophy, um, Scott Robertson didn't do his breakdance, which I thought was a good call, um, and they were looking at going to Auckland at a sold out crowd, uh, 44,000 people. Um, to finish off the season so it kind of killed uh, the Hurricanes and the Blues' chances of trying to um, win the uh, championship in the last minute um, not meant to be um, but since the weekend um, the COVID situation has had an outbreak and putting Auckland back into level 3 lockdown and the rest of New Zealand back down into level 2 um, and that's for the next three days. That initiated on Wednesday midday and um, will not be lifted until midnight Friday, uh, pending if there is uh, even more reason to remain locked down. So um, the final game of the season is looking like it's in doubt considering that the, um, the COVID situation is starting to flare up and it's in Auckland, which is where the, uh, the new... Uh, cases have been discovered um, so it would be a real downer um, especially considering the fact that Eden Park is a sold out uh, stadium have sold out all seats so it was going to be a jam packed chocobocca Blues versus Crusaders last match of the tournament um, and we could have possibly even seen uh, Dan Carter um, take the field so uh, we'll keep you posted on what's taking happening there um, also was the, um, the Hurricanes and the Highlanders or was it the Hurricanes yeah Hurricanes and the Highlanders got their last match um, on Sunday as well, but um, considering the COVID situation, it looks like there'll be no more rugby until further notice. Um, anyway, um, in regards to Australia's uh, Super Rugby competition, uh, yeah, nah. And um, carrying on from there, um, the Premiership and the uh, Pro 14 um, is all getting underway over in. Um, England and the Northern Hemisphere um, um, competitions are starting to uh, get ready to take place. As I said uh, in the last uh, band episode, the um, Six Nations has already been rescheduled for the last two matches and it's pretty much down to a uh, two-horse race between France and England and who can score the most points in the last sets of games. Um, then they'll be gearing up for their, their eight nations tournament that they got at the end of the year, which will uh, include Japan and Fiji, as well as the rest of the six nations. Um, while the Southern Hemisphere um, will be looking to try and get the Rugby Championship um, 
on its way, but considering the current outbreak that's also been put into um, hiatus, um, confirms that we hopefully will be seeing some South African Curry Cup rugby um, taking place by uh, September. So um, they'll be hoping to get that underway. Um, yeah. Um, and of course, we will be gearing up for the North versus South All Blacks trial match at Eden Park at August 29th. Um, very interesting. Very interesting to see how that takes place. Um, yeah, give us your give us your comments on um, who you want at ten, who's playing fullback, um, who your, um, your your forwards for the Northern Hemis- uh, Northern North Island team. Um, it's almost like they've got an abundance of players to pick from. Um, it's 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 looking like there could be um, uh, a possible a dual possible down between the players that they've um, they've already managed to get in there. And uh, if we have a look at it, we'll just check this out. Because um, the lineup, it's looking like there was quite a bit of selection for the um, for the Southern Hemisphere, but not so much for uh, sorry for the Northern North uh, North team, but the South team was looking pretty dire. Um, Rugby Noise has got uh, Alpix as uh, Toyafi at number one, Coles uh, number two, uh, we've got Tuanga Fasi at, num- at uh, prop number three, uh, Toys Palutu number four, uh, we've also got uh, Josh Goodhue in the, in the locks. be interesting, I really want to see how Dalton Papali'i goes in uh, the number six jersey. Uh, of course we've got Kane at seven, that's mandatory. Um, and the one question that a lot of people thought was was going to be a kidder, but I've decided to go ahead with Satutu because I would be really interested to see how Satutu plays in this match. Um, with the caliber of players around him, with Smith at um, halfback, I've got Barrett at 10, uh, and we've got uh, Bernard Brown at um, with the centers with Ariki Yuani, which I think will be an interesting centers combination. Um, I've got typical Reese out on the wing and then out on the left wing um, in dominating form and definitely um, a lot more to come from this player. Uh, Caleb Clark, um, I believe, has got a long future in front of him. Um, makes makes sense considering you know his father, the illustrious Ronnie Clark, you know, such a such a uh, outstanding player. And Clark has done exactly the same in his position out wing. He's just dominant and. Um, always um, elusive and manages to evade, you know, several players at once. And then I've put McKenzie down in the fullback. Um, that's how I see the initial uh, North Island lineup, and I think that that would be pretty close to it, to an all-black uh, side, you know, maybe one or two players, you know, a couple forwards, um, you know, um, you, you probably have um, Josh Goodhue, um, in, in the centres there maybe um, it's, it's a bit hard maybe put um, uh, one of the uh, we put we definitely have to put Sam Lock, Sam Sam Whitelock on um, but that's at the cost of of you know Papali and, and Tupalutu and, and Gutu um, but definitely I believe that this is one of the most strongest uh, New Zealand sides that you could put out on the day um, so yeah give me your um, give me your feedback on that. Um, also uh, been put into doubt is the Bettersloe Cup uh, 
Tri-Nation, uh, uh, Cup 4 test series that they had planned after what happened in, in Australia, it was looking like it was just going to be put back into uh, all, all of New Zealand and then after what's taken place in New Zealand, it's looking like it's probably not going to take place, so there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot to unfold uh, within the next week to see if we're going to be seeing any rugby in the future. So once again, the COVID has managed to come along and just uh, really, really screw everything up. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it is. Um, there was also news that we're hearing about um, Atoji and um, Owen Farrell uh, looking to come down and play in the Southern Hemisphere uh, because their um, Saracens team has due to the the, uh, the the situation that was going down with that rugby club. Um, has been relegated to championship level, so um, it's looking like they've uh, put the feelers out to see where else they can um, apply their trade. Um, some people have said that they'd probably, you know, that it's, it's, well, you know, we don't really want to be doing it, you know, if we've got space for them to play, then we should be playing another New Zealand player, you know, to try and get them up to speed, instead of uh, letting these, these guys come down here and, and try and um, just, you know, um, bide some time because their team's not playing a higher caliber of competition so there's a bit of negativity around that um, I'd have to say that with the, the Hurricanes getting that elusive win down in Christchurch against the Crusaders that was a big statement um, especially considering that the Hurricanes were the last team to beat them down there four years ago in 2016 so you know um, I could I could say that if uh, the Blues go on to lose if they did go on to lose against Crusaders, then I would say that the Hurricanes were probably the most informed team from statistics of this tournament, even though the Crusaders, you know, still were quite dominant. Um, would um, be very interesting to see um, if they had did have a playoff uh, situation like the Australian Super Rugby, but um, unfortunately not. And that also begged to differ the the um, the standard of rugby, you know, standard of rugby being played in the Aotearoa Rugby Super, Super Rugby compared to uh, the Australian Super Rugby or uh, any of the other rugby that's going to be taking place in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, you know the caliber of players and the the dynamics of how physical the game is for 80 minutes is, is quite is quite testing and I, I think you know hands down you would have to say that you know New Zealand's top uh, New Zealand's five uh, super rugby teams are probably the most dominant informed set of rugby players at the moment and uh, it was astounding to hear uh, Rugby Australia try and, and, and um, talk down to New Zealand about uh, you know with the rugby competition um, saga you know, with how New Zealand stated that their plans of intentions of what they want to do from 21 onwards um, and giving Australia basically an ultimatum and then Australia coming back and saying that nah, here's your ultimatum and it's looking like it's getting pretty messy um, but uh, from my opinion I think you know Australia need to bite the bullet and shut their mouth and toe the line um, they're kind of ridiculously ridiculous if they think that they can they can structure five teams um, when it's already been proven within the last three years that um, you know, three of their, their five teams pretty much went up to par as it was and one of them was already eliminated within the Western Force. Um, giving argument to that, you know, at best I thought Australia was entitled to th two 
definite teams, New South Wales and Queensland. Um, but then also I felt that you know if we were to stretch it, then that, that would be entitled to that third extra team, which was the Brumbies. Uh, and that just goes to show over the statistics over the years of the Super Rugby, the three um, Australian teams that have won a championship at, this, at one stage. So, you know, they deserved that much at least. But the other the other two squads, I don't think, are justified. And I believe that it would do global rugby more of a service if they were to give those two spots to a Pacific Island team or, uh, and a Japanese team uh, as well um, to be included in the 10-team uh, competition with five New Zealand teams three Australian teams and those two other teams, you know, would, would really, really be a, uh, a super competition to play and then, you know, maybe also, you know, bringing in that um, alternate uh, Super 8s competition that Australia brought to the table, which was, you know, the top two teams from New Zealand, Australia, South Africa and, um, you know, maybe an Argentina and, and a Japanese team or um, Argentina and the Pacific Islands um, have a Super 8 uh, tournament where they all play in one uh, country so there's no more travelling and um, yeah and and that, that there is, a, is a, a tournament to see the best of best so there's also that that's um, taken into account and um I think from from just a, from a, an average rugby fan's point of view, I think a lot of people just want Australia just to just bite the bullet and and basically just try and toe the line um, because it's been clear to see that you know over the last three to four years you know the Australians have only ever managed to get maybe a couple a handful of actual dominant winning victories against the New Zealand side in New Zealand, um, but have failed to back that up consistently by doing that. Uh, more than you know, a handful of times within the same season. So um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with how Australia feel like that they have the, the right to uh, be in any position to demand anything. Um, I do feel New Zealand maybe communicated that a bit, um, a bit wrong, but nonetheless, the intentions were understandable and, and clear on what was needed to take place. So. You know, Australia just needed to use their, their, their brains and just figure it out that, you know, okay, we just need to toe the line here. New Zealand's got a competition that probably will be, um, you know, in a, in a position of creating scintillating rugby and it's probably going to be the next thing to replace this, the, the, the current uh, competition that they're in, which has actually, you know, gone to a flunk. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, uh, don't forget... Uh, if you have any queries or questions, uh, drop us an email, uh, rugbynoise at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll be, um, we'll be gearing up to start the, um, the Ranfurly Shield uh, history segment uh, podcasts where we'll delve into the history of the rugby, uh, uh, the, the rugby challenge that is the Ranfurly Shield. Um, and uh, basically just the history and what's what's it all about and where it's come from and and over the years the the incredible classic matches that have taken place so we're looking to try and get that up within the next week or so um, so stay tuned to that um, also we'll be looking to try and stream our podcasts through the DSFC uh, YouTube channel um, that's in the works at the moment so you know um, and also if there's anyone there that wants to contribute or donate to uh, try and help uh, with the productions of these uh, podcasts and, and uh, with the channel 
uh, please feel free to drop me an email because uh, every bit helps every little bit helps um, but otherwise um, it'll be a, uh, it'll be interesting to see where we'll be going um, after this lockdown currently at the moment New Zealand is in lockdown level 3 uh, tomorrow we'll be getting the, uh, the debriefing to see if it's going to carry on and stay in level 3 or if we're going into a full lockdown or if we will go back to level 2 uh, the rest of New Zealand is actually currently in, currently at level 2 lockdown uh, only Auckland district is at level 3 um, so it basically comes down to um, tomorrow um, and the information that the Prime Minister and the um, health advisors uh, give us to see where we go to see if we'll be able to uh, even if they can't attend if people can't attend the rugby games on the weekend if we can still host the rugby games just with no crowds um, and just get it streamed live um, at least um, and yeah otherwise uh, we'll be tuning in to find out what's going on so uh, yeah this is going to be a bit of a short podcast it's just a bit of an update on what's taking place sorry it's taken a bit of a while to uh, give you uh, give you um, a heads up and highlights and comments of uh, what's happened over the weekend but you know, you got to remember that it's it's quite hard to try and get yourself up and talk about rugby when you watch the Crusaders just dominate rugby for the last four years, five years. Um, and on that note, we just thought I'd also highlight that you know the Crusaders damaged the trophy. They dropped the trophy and has had significant damage to it on the wood as well as the, uh, the Ponami that was on top of it, uh, made out of greenstone. So. Of hopefully that that's that's an omen for the uh, for future for us uh, you know um, rest of New Zealand supporters you know hopefully that's going to be a signal or a sign of the era of the Crusaders as reign ending uh, with the dropping of that uh, inaugural trophy which is um, definitely um, you know if you just there's no excuse you know you can't can't do that to you know prestigious you know trophies and, and, and things like that but um, yeah thought I'd just mention that and let you know that the Crusaders have damaged their uh, their newly acquired trophy which is not a good sign and uh, not a good not a good look for them but uh, you know never mind um, yeah there's also uh, we'll also be dropping down the next couple of days and talking about the new um, the new angle that uh, Scott Robertson's decided to take um, in regards to his rugby career so Look forward to uh, talking about that, and um, yeah. So, thanks for tuning in and listening to the rugby, rugby noise. Uh, don't forget, I'm your host, Mr. Stretch, and uh, catch us for the next one. Stay safe and look after yourself, and until then, keep on rocking. <laughs>